Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man, like Mo. And we've got Miss Jamelia with us as well. Hey, guys. All right. Um, so, first things first. Um, push a T. <laughs> <laughs> Just get straight, to straight it. there. All right. So, did you guys listen to the track? I just noticed Peter's got a, uh, a a wristband or whatever that says his name. Yeah, because it was a gift. Why? So? Why does it say your name? <laughs> That's the person that gave me the gift. But like, are you ever going to forget your name? It's yeah. like it's like the guys that get their name or day of birth tattooed on their necks. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gift. Someone got me a personalized wristband um, bead thing, and I I appreciate it. Yeah. Who was uh, it? Um, I can't remember. I think I think it was. I can't remember. I swear. I think it was personalized. Anita. I think so. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was Anita. It was Anita. Yeah. So your wife got you a, a wristband with your name on it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to insult it anymore. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But yeah. So. The story of Adendon. What do you guys think about it? Did, did, you, did you listen to it, Peter? I actually did, yeah. Mm. yeah what I did, did you think? I, did. I thought, I thought when you're when you're you're sparring, you're like we're going light. <laughs> 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 and then one person wakes up in the A and E. That's what happened. You know, first of all, I think we have to talk about the album cover. Of yeah, <laughs> was that the album cover? Or that just that tracks cover. The track cover. Yeah. The track cover. Yeah. Cause it took me a minute to recognize that that was Drake. No, I thought it was Drake. I thought it was Photoshop. Mm. I did I, again. Like I didn't care, but I thought it was for sure. Cause you know, I, I thought it was just a random person. Then I was like, wait, hold on. I read some comments. And I was like, wait, swear. Yeah. But then, yeah, as, uh, as it could have been. It could have been Photoshop actually. It, well, I thought it was. Yeah, as Jim yeah. said, um, he did swear. come out and explain yeah. it was part of an art project or something. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was and like part it was part. Of. It was part of like a two picture set, like explaining like the. Um, the struggles that black people go through. Yeah, actually, a lot of paraphrasing really badly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he said, This picture is from 20, 2007. Time in my life where I was an actor and working on a project that was about young black actors struggling to get roles, being stereotyped and typecast. The photos represented how African Americans were once wrongfully portrayed in entertainment. Then um, him and his best friend were trying to use their voice to bring awareness to the issues they dealt with at the time as black actors at auditions. This was to highlight and raise our frustrations with not always getting a fair chance in the industry and to make a point that the struggle for black actors had not changed much. Yeah. See, the problem with that is two things. All right. First thing, um, this, is a rap ba- this is a rap beef. So if you're going to talk about this, talk about this in bars. <laughs> <laughs> don't, be, don't be putting out statements. All right. Secondly, um, if Drake feels so um, so much about about like the black oppression, why why doesn't we never hear about this in his music? Yeah, this is like the first time Drake has ever talked about such a thing. He's not trying to be a black actor anymore, though, is he? Yeah, no, but I'm sure the same struggles are there for musicians as well as actors. I mean, I, I understood why he came out and wrote the statement because Pusha took it. Before tick, tick, before tick. anybody <laughs> even listened to the track, yeah, the offense was just in your face. So I'm sure he was getting a lot of stick about the picture and the whole black community wanting to know why he's in blackface. 
So, I don't think he's going to come back, though. He can't. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it's over. From everything Pusha T said to him, from from his, his dad leaving them at five, and now he's parading him in Steve Harvey suits to his mum. <laughs> yeah. To be the his, last place. And the fact that he's just sexing, something, got pregnant. that um By the porn star. Porn star. To, to, to his... And hiding his son. Yeah. I, I, so, first of all, I think there's um there's a conversation to be had about rap beef and it's benefit to the culture in, in in and of itself because like we're all you know and we get i get i got caught up in it you know because i heard this one and then obviously to put into context went to listen to drake's response or drake's initial thing and then apparently that that was drake's response to something else yeah so yeah so i was just like okay listen to that one you can talk about him and yay and then this one, and then when you listen to it in that context, it's like, well, oh damn, he kind of, he kind of, you know, it kind of like went from zero to a hundred. But then, you know, after the hype dies down, you think about all these guys are doing is insulting each other, and it is battle rap, it's whatever. But it's like, why are we celebrating it so much? Because that's part part of what rap is. That's, that's part that's of the culture. That's part of what rap makes rap. And great. is that good? Like, where our culture is bad, should we just accept it? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's not bad per se. It's just two people showing off their nah, skills. Nah, but, but it's, it's, it's not really, when you're exposing it's not really man like that. Enough skills. Brother, it's like, enough skills. No, no, when you're exposing man like, come on, your son, you ain't been dead. Blah blah. I could, blah, I could show off skills, and again, like for me, even for me, there's that double thing of just last week I was talking about battle rappers, and is it just last week or yeah, yeah, it was yeah, last week, yeah. you know? So I there's a bit of hypocrisy there or, or some soul searching needs to be done in the fact that you know I'm Repent, like okay I accept that in the gospel. shut up <laughs> <laughs> because you know that is considered battle rap and they're all battle rapping this is different is it different is it not different but then it's not I don't think it's just a showcase of skills because you can do that on the track where like so, you said so what about Kumate that's an ex- that's <laughs> it's a conversation actually that's a conversation Kumate is is um, karate sparring it's, it's a conversation. It's a conversation. Yes. With yes. my fist to your knuckle, to your face. Yeah, my opponent is my teacher showing me what I lack in my syllabus. And, and stuff. that's a conversation. Well, Pusha yeah. T showed Drake that he lacks parenting skills <laughs> <laughs> and the ability to be a good father. Yeah, I mean... Which might be modelled on the lack of his father. That, like, my thing is with, with Pusha, right, is why do you know so much about Drake? Why do you? How do you know his whole life story? Yo, if you're going to go, if you're going to beef, he did research. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. battle rappers do research. That's diligence. Well. Do you know Jake wants people to um snake out pressure? He's looking <laughs> for dirt. He's looking for dirt. Monetary awards really? for for snitchings. Wow. So in this whole thing about battle rap, do you think anything should be like off limits, or do you think everything is fair game? It's it's hard to say again because like even I've done a lot of thinking about this and thinking about the hypocrisy of saying okay I accept battle rap and then do I accept this um, and that's still a conversation I'm having. What I think is where I sign up for something, I sign up for it. If you start bringing in family members and other people, like if if we're in a karate dojo and then for whatever reason you think it's okay to go and then kick my wife in the face, <laughs> that's different, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's different. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing it. I'm laughing. I'm picturing someone just being like, you know what? I'm pissed off here. I'm 
walking up to Anita. <laughs> because and and that's that's I think that's what kind of happened here, where Pusha T said. Because he mentioned his fiance's name. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, you mentioned my fiance's name, so I'm going to bring up your dad, your son, your baby mama, and then 40. Who, who is 40? Um, who had. Drake, Drake's producer. Oh, right. Who has multiple sclerosis? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, tick, tick, tick. tick. <laughs> the time is running now. He's like, sick, sick, sick. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, initially, and, and this is, again, this is why I think <laughs> when you listen to it in context, it's different. Because initially I heard and I thought, okay, so now it's an interesting rhyme scheme, like, tick, tick, tick. I, I didn't really listen to it. And then I went to the thing and it was like, okay, yeah, it's multiple slurs, the guy is sick. Like, tick, tick, tick. <laughs> Time is running out. Like, <laughs> damn. You know, so I think then it's it's no longer, it, it's no longer just art. It's no longer just mm. thing. It's I'm trying to hurt you and in doing so, I'm hurting anyone near you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's very... It, it's it's very nefarious mm. intent. Where in battle, nefarious, like we know what that what that means. It, it's oh, I know what it means. Yeah, oh, so it's, you're by yourself. <laughs> it's like evil. It's it's evil intentions. Okay. It's not just I'm trying to showcase my skills. It's I want you to get hurt. I want you to think about it. I want you forty when you're sleeping at home thinking about your disease to <laughs> look at the clock and tick tick tick. Your time is running out. It's cold. You know we're in in battle rap and that's. Maybe I'm just justifying, again, it's a conversation I'm having in my mind. In battle rap, we all appreciate that we're going to say crazy things. Mm. And not sometimes, obviously, they take it personally. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're saying the wildest thing to get the wildest response. Mm. You know, and we're here. It's like, that's not the... That's not the... <laughs> Playing past that's, the mind. That's, that's not the structure that's always been. It's been... I'm cussing you out. Maybe you're cussing me out. Maybe we're just going back and forth. But I was just like, yeah, it, it went personal. And I thought that was a bit much. It was malicious. Yeah, very. Because even him getting his fiance's name mentioned, yeah, it was just a mention. Jake didn't. No, he didn't cuss her out. He it, didn't. it just came in and it was a part of a bar. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't it's say anything thing. bad and then you just took out his whole oh. family. So, so it's like, wouldn't it bother you if you were having a, 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 a disagreement with someone and then they mention your, your wife's name? Wouldn't you feel like kind in, of In way? what context? Again, like, that's what I was saying. I signed up for that. I signed up for, in me and you having an argument, maybe I'll cuss you out, maybe you cuss me out. I signed up for that. In us in karate, I signed up to get kicked in the face. You go and touch my wife, then it's different. Then it's personal. Then it's yeah, and, and, and that's what happened. Drake mentioned the fiance where the fiance's name shouldn't have been mentioned. Yeah, well, it's the difference between saying, "Oh, is that your wife over there?" and going over there and kicking her. Like there's di- the <laughs> levels were different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but then, but but then, what's what's the intent behind behind it? Like you you could say. Oh, I see a wife over there, yeah. and that could mean so many different things. And and like if and yeah. that's yeah. And, and like that's up to you to um to determine to decide, yeah. how, and, how and you want to interpret it. Do you know what? It. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I watched a battle between um I've forgotten his name. Damn, um Charlie Clips mm-hmm. and um the guy he did a freestyle that Jelani was on. Ah, oh, I've forgotten his name. It's gonna bug me. Alright, come back. Okay, um, so, so whilst, <laughs> just gave up. So whilst I was uh, looking up that, um, talk keeping on this like topic of um, stuff that's appropriate. Um, so the first 
like um this in this like little episode came from Pusha T's album Daytona, mm-hmm. um named after the the Rolex watch Daytona, because he wants to have the luxury of time. I thought that was a very cool thing, and um the album cover mm. I don't if, I don't know if you know is um a, a picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom. With, with like lots of um, drug pa- um, yeah. uh, paraphernalia from when she was oh, damn. in her drug phase. <laughs> Did not know that. In her drug phase. Kanye paid big money. Yeah, Kanye paid like £85,000 for the picture. For the f- and like Pusha T is known to, to like write about like drugs and like yeah. selling stuff. So with that, so with Pusha T's content and the context of the picture, do you think it's distasteful to use such a picture or do you think that again it's just art? If it's in... I've I've just found a person's name. All right. right. Loaded Lux. Okay, okay. Versus yeah, Charlie yeah, Clips. Yeah, yeah. On URL. Yeah. Loaded Lux dragged up Charlie Clips' dad. Yeah. His uncle in prison. Yeah. yeah. Like literally no holes barred. Yeah. And ever since that battle rap, I'm like, mate, if you step into the arena, you should know that everything is up for grabs. Like they've just set a pre- like from that I've seen no, but they, it, no, that, they didn't even set that precedent. They didn't set, yeah, but yeah, it's like but yeah. that, that was the one that I saw. But then that's always like, been that's always been the case in battle rap. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> always been the case in battle rap. But where you have oh commercial no, rappers, oh no, but even, what, even you, in you, rap, guys like guys like guys like Tupac. Yeah, have been I say hit him up. Man yeah. started off yeah. with I tapped your wife. Yeah. <laughs> that's the opening yeah, line. No, yeah, that's true. That's so true. it's like it's a f- yeah. I mean. I, I'm guilty of it as well. It's the fact that we celebrate that sort of disrespect and and it's like as soon division. as I saw that, I was like, mate, like if you step into the arena, mm. you should know that you might get hit below the belt. Mm. Yeah, and you yeah. like you arguably still got to carry on the fight. Yeah, unless yeah. you want to tap out, which Drake yeah. seems to be. Dead. And I feel like with Drake, that's the only way you can take him down. Because mm. like because like with his level of, of like success, he's he's almost like bulletproof to what people can say about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he can drop he can drop like a free like a, literally a song just singing and people be like, oh, that's the best diss yeah. track, whatever. Yeah. And like, Simply just due to and like reputation. he got exposed as having like a ghostwriter that didn't affect him. Mm-hmm. No. People can laugh at him about Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, that that, yeah. that, that thing. There was even <laughs> there was even like a video on YouTube where there was a few of his hit songs where they had shown exactly where he got them from. Mm. So it's like, they'll play a line from one song and then they'll play another song that was from like the 90s that has the exact same line mm. in it. Mm. And it's just like back to back mm. in most of his hit songs. And it was just like, the guy's still making money, mate. The mm. guy's still, yeah. so yeah. Someone pointed out the only way to come at him would be to attack. Because the one thing that he's kind of kept is he's a gentleman. Yeah. And when you attack that, like he's not raising his kids properly, he's not treating his baby moms mm. properly. Then you've actually yeah. you've almost assassination the character. Yeah. Yeah. But but coming back to what you said, I think it's interesting to th- with the image that was used and with Pusha T being forty. Oh, we'll yeah, yeah. I think I think it's interesting that it's on brand, but then it's like you're you're talking about all these drugs and you're talking about selling drugs and you're showing pictures showing that you're aware of the effects of those drugs. So we saw what it did to uh, Whitney Houston. We saw we know what drugs do. The fact that that still becomes that's still marketable is something about it's it's something to consider about the culture as well. I think it's hugely disrespectful to a dead woman. Yeah, and not just any dead woman like Whitney. But then who sold it to them? I don't. It must be someone. It, it would have to like be someone from, like yeah. from the estate. Yeah, someone from the estate. That money is more important, right? Yeah. But I just feel like. Because people know where it came from, 
Like you could have got any picture from any drug den. Yeah. Why you gotta be Whitney? Mm. And also like her career was so vast and impressive yeah. and she died an untimely death because of drugs and you wanna focus on that. Yeah. And, and it's not even like focusing on their negative effects. It's just yeah. Talking about shooting drugs and how much that's giving you money to go and buy a Daytona Rolex. Basically, I, like, I just don't just look what they've done to someone else. She should that not rolling. even be associated with man like Pusha in any way. Yeah. Like, leave Houston alone. Leave her. What do you think, Mo? Is it this? Is it distasteful? The picture. I, I I personally haven't seen it, but um. Oh, like like it's not like a like an amazing picture. It's just like Whitney Houston's uh, Whitney Houston's bathroom with like drugs drugs on it from when she was going going through. Her. I I feel like it's um a reflection of the actual condition of like life, mm. as in a reflection of some people's reality in the sense of. Um, so we're talking about drill the other time, and we were ask, arguing if drill was propagating violence, violence, violence. or if it was just a reflective, a reflective violence. I believe yeah. it's both, but it's a case of I believe this is doing both things as well. It's almost um, glamorizing this as like, oh, Whitney had all of this, blah blah blah. Obviously, we know how that ended, unfortunately. Um, but it's also reflecting what is actually happening. Mm. And so it is. It is distasteful. It, it isn't something that should be celebrated. But unfortunately, it, it's a reflection of reality. Mm. Unfortunately, it's mad. I don't think was it was, was it was it the worst of. I don't know if it was the worst of things. I think if if it was a picture of like a dead body. I th- I think it very well might be because that picture in the bathroom, picture in the drugs, that was the reality and we saw what happened mm-hmm. we know what happens when people have drugs in the system and like, stuff my, my, my thing is the fact that that isn't it's not like they're drawing attention to it and maybe it, there's a bar somewhere saying oh I wish you wouldn't do drugs that's not the case it's like mm. the, the whole concept of Pusha T's whole thing is I saw drugs enough to go and get the luxuries of, of the world but then couldn't a counter argument be made that no one forced Whitney Houston to take the drugs, so it's not like she was forced into dying. No, she wasn't forced, but I think that's a very. But it, it's it's a, it's a, a case it's a of cold point y- to come yeah, from. Yeah, it's also like a, a very harsh argument to place in front of an addict. Yeah. So they you're addicted to something. Yes, like you had the choice initially whether to take it or not, and then stuff there. But it gets to a point where it's an addiction it takes a hold of you like you have no control not that you have no control but you have very limited control like you, you're not in your right mind and stuff like that when you when in only when you guys first mentioned it and you mentioned the thing Jamila just showed it to me now um the first image that came to my mind was like um the addicted Whitney Houston Mm. like all skinny and stuff mm. and looking all mal- malnourished and everything. It wasn't Whitney from The Bodyguard or something like that. It wasn't her up. And so even that image alone, for me anyways, just thrusted me right into this is where it ends. Yeah. Rather than, oh, yeah, this sort of, yeah. For me, it's just like, it almost showed a deterioration. It showed a the negative side because I know, right, this is how she ended. Yeah. So like if I'd just been like a random table with some random drugs and you wouldn't, would that would, would would that have been? It wouldn't okay. have been associated to Whitney for me, 
but then, yeah, but, yeah. but it will still be associated to like the dread act. Yeah, yes. the, I think because, yeah, I think because it's it, almost it, even worse that it is associated with Whitney, who we saw so much potential in, mm. we saw her stardom, and then we saw drugs destroy her. Yeah, and it's like I, I don't, I don't see. I've not listened to the whole thing, but it's not like it's pulling. Uh, it's, it's drawing attention to the fact that this is the destructive nature of drugs. Don't do it. I don't feel like that's what the album is saying. It's just. It's it's almost it's almost like I don't care. It's almost like saying I don't care what drugs have done to someone, someone as amazing or someone as um, great as we've seen in Whitney. I'm just trying to get my Daytona. But then why does it? Why, why is it like such a travesty when it's someone famous as opposed to just some like crackhead off the street? Because you know, because you know the person. It's not. It's not worse. It's it's not worse to say, or it's not a greater loss to lose Whitney than to lose Joe Bloggs on the street dying from a from a crack mm. addiction. It's not worse. It's not a greater loss, but it's the fact that we have seen your potential. We've seen what you could do. Where we we've tasted of that, if that makes sense, mm. and then we've tasted Someone of it. Someone tasted of it, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we've had a taste of of the greatness, and then you've kind of for lack of a better term, falling from grace. Whereas Joe Bloggs in the street, I don't know. So I don't have that context. So it's still a sad story and it's still one too many. However, I don't have the context for... Uh, Yeah, I think think it's it's exactly as Peter said it. It's it's because the random person is nameless. Mm. Because we don't know that person's story. We don't, like we don't have a context for that person outside of you're the homeless guy, you're the homeless woman who's sleeping there. Mm. I don't have a potential. So, like, if the person, the person has got parents, if the person's parents are still alive, the parents might see it as such, as detrimental as someone might see Whitney Houston. Because the person has seen, like, I've watched you grow up, I've seen how much potential you had, blah, 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 to watch you now, um, homeless, taking drugs. We don't... we don't know what situation ended them there. Or the person might have children. Mm. And then for the children to then realise, oh, wow, like, dad became homeless and took drugs and died. Might have even more of an impact than Whitney Houston. Because mm. we still got her music. Mm. So, oh, yeah, the good old days. Oh, I listened to much of Whitney Houston growing up. I watched The, the Bodyguards. Yeah. And that film was banging. <laughs> um... What? Nothing, nothing, nothing. So, so, so I make it that face. Well, speak out louder so it records properly, innit? I said that film was banging. <laughs> it was a great film. Kevin Costner, Winnie Houston. I know the names of the actors and all like that. Fam, it was, it was, it was. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's round up. <laughs> make that your hookup, innit? Hookups. <laughs> um. So actually, from um, I, can I go first on hookups? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my uh, my hookup is. It's not it's not edifying per se, uh, in in the sense of uh, it hasn't got any content I would second or, or recommend. Anyway. However, if you're interested in rap and like rap that I think is 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 lyrical and it's it's well crafted and and it's the fundamentals of rap, none of this mumble 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 nonsense. Uh, Black thought. Of the Roots released an EP. Who? Black Thought. Black Thought. Yeah. Okay. Black Thought. Thought as in I was thinking, like like thinking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, the way the way you're pronouncing it was almost like Black Thought. 
<laughs> no. No. Um, so who are these people? Because I've never heard of them before. The Roots. So you know the, um, is it Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. Yeah, that his band, the band that does his okay, show. Okay, yeah, okay. The Roots. Like, they're really, really, really good. Um, like they're really good. They're known in hip-hop and stuff like that. Black Thought is one of them. Uh, he's a guy that will do the freestyles. Oh, yeah. yeah I saw him with um, Letitia Wright, I think, one time. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Letitia Wright is Shuri. Shuri, uh, yes. He's He released an, an EP. Um, uh, I can't remember when, but it's it's a new one this, this year at least. And, man, uh, Streams of Thought, Volume 1. Um, so, just, yeah, if you... If you if you want to hear rap like the fundamental skilled, well crafted, incredible rap, yeah, he's a he's a good one. He's got a five five song EP uh, called Streams of Thought Volume One. Check that out on uh, Spotify. Mm. Um, I'll go next. My hookup is a documentary conversation sort of thing. Mm. It's um J Cole and Lil Pump. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, no, I fell asleep. Pump, I fell asleep. Pump, the guy that said went Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Um, yeah, it was, it was just like a like really interesting conversation, like with J Cole trying to get into the mind of Little Pump and try and like um, talk to him on, on his level. I think I watched the first ten minutes. Yeah, I, like, I saw it was an hour, and I was yeah. like, skip. No, yeah. it, no, it's it's like really, it's like really interesting. Like the conversation lags a lot because obviously Little Pump can't articulate himself very well. But then I love the way it's not surprisingly. <laughs> Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> I, um, like he seems he seems so intimidated, and, and like you can see J Cole's trying to bring him out. So like, oh, you know, I was talking to this guy, and I'm like, yeah, he's smart. And then Little Pump's like, you talking about me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not smart. Yeah, yeah, but um, I thought it was a it was it was almost like a PSA, like J Cole trying to like show you like what drugs can do to you and how <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> oh no! No no no! What that's I mean? That's not how he. That's not how he's trying. Oh no! That, no, no cause like, because like because like um, he, so he's asking uh, Lil Pump about questions about how he he got into drugs, why he got into drugs, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So I, I thought it was like a very good way to warn kids that you don't have to go down this path. So like, if you've got parents at home that you think are bothering you, and so you want to turn to drugs, like try and see it from like their perspective. Mm. So like so like he, he was talking about how. Um, Lil Pump would be smoking at home and then his like stepdad will get angry at him and, and J. Cole's asking him but if that was you as a stepdad and you came home and your stepson was like smoking all the time how would you, um, you make that feel uh, how would that make you feel mm-hmm. and Lil Pump's like oh no I'd be cool with it because <laughs> he's a pagan <laughs> but obviously it, it like it like puts the questions in, into like the mind of a little kid yeah. to think okay actually maybe it's not all, all my parents fault. Like mm-hmm. maybe I've got a part to play in it as well. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting. Um, I thought thing. it was nice of him to do. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I fell asleep for like ten minutes. <laughs> but yeah. All right, my hookup for the week. I was actually going to do a book, but then everyone came with something different. So I thought, oh, okay, we we'll just drop look something different as well. Um, Go to a park, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> if only. Um, Lecrae's new single, oh yeah, get back right. He's mm. he's making a mixtape with a producer, Zay Tovin, yeah. and it's called Let the Trap Say Amen. Yeah. yeah, so it's like trap beats and stuff, and he's spitting. Yeah, it's, 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 it's all right. What? what? <laughs> it's all right. It's just funny. Just thinking about where Lecrae came from. <laughs> 
But it's, uh, it's as I said, like, don't like listen to the thing, the track thinking, oh, you're going to get like, will you take me as I am? Or don't want to waste my life sort of music. Mm. This is he's, he's a totally different Lecrae. Do you think that's like a permanent thing or do you think this is just like a phase he's going through? I, I think he's always wrapped from where he is in his walk. Mm. Um, so I think he's just at a point in his walk now where he's coming into contact or he's reaching people of that and yeah. he's finding himself in that environment. Yeah. So it's just a yeah. reflection of him. I don't think he's I don't think he's ever done gimmicky stuff to sell or to create pop- popularity. Mm. At just from what I've seen, he's always kind of just wrapped from yeah. wherever he is. I think he's world. he's very much like his his convictions shape his yeah. music. Yeah. Um and I feel as though fundamentally his convictions haven't changed in believing in Jesus and stuff like yeah. that. I don't think that has changed. Um I do believe it's a season. Mm. But seasonality especially spiritual and uh, within spiritual terms anyways isn't the same as normal terms. Mm. So it could last for the pre- uh, for predominant um aspects of his life mm. moving forward it could last for like a year or two so it, it very much depends on how long the season is I do recognise it as a season mm. but I have no idea how long the season is going to last mm. cool anything from you Jamila? Um, so I went to Berlit which is a literary festival at Albany last week and I picked up this book called Ordinary People by Diana Evans which I'm reading at the moment and I think it's great so I recommend that and also um, Black Girls Book Club which is an organisation that you can obviously do book clubs but they do workshops and events and stuff as well so you can check them out is it just for girls? yeah just for black girls black girls only the books for everyone the inclusivity being inclusive and forget that I mean y'all did some other stuff going back to apartheid terms baby what? (laughs) Okay. No one's hearing Robert's ad libs like he's just on some nonsense. Uh, he's just on some next American diva stuff. Anyway, 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 let's get into the next part. Okay, this part we're gonna have a bit of fun with. We'll see oh, no. <laughs> how much trouble we can get people into. So I was going through some old conversations. I don't know why, and like I came across an ex. Robert, do you read messages from like your exes? Nope, I, I stopped that. I used to, uh, but I, I, you seem like the kind of guy that would. <laughs> Now, if I'm, when if, now when I'm tired of something I'll, I'll just like delete the stream that way I, I can't look back and get angry about what was said <laughs> but yeah so I, um, I was going through some old conversations and then um, I found um, this article which I found which I thought was quite interesting and it reads like this two girls comment about how the Tinder dates neglected to mention their disabilities before the date oh damn <laughs> One had a burnt face, whilst the other had one. one you see, one had a burnt face. A burnt face. Okay. Whilst the other had one arm. Someone responded with this: As a woman with a visible disability who does disclose upfront in her profile, these kind of comments still are hurtful to me. I know you don't intend it in that way, but just, but just may not have much experience with the disability community, which is why I wanted to share my perspective. I disclose because it's an important part of my identity. It works as a bit of a jerk filter. But I by no means feel I should be obligated to disclose any more than someone should have to tell me if they dyed their hair or put on a few pounds since the last profile picture. Him having an, an amputation or facial scarring doesn't put you in any danger or fearful situation. Perhaps it's simply something he prefers to discuss in person rather than via text. So what do you guys think? <laughs> Firstly, yeah. Firstly, I'm struck by the sheer double standard. 
Because this is from girls towards guys. Yeah. If it was a guy that was like, oh, raw, like you look slim in the picture, but you're looking a bit this piggy out here still. Like that's going to be an issue there. Mm. So <clears throat> the, the just blatant double standard. But obviously if you go into Tinder, then that's we the kind of know that's the, thing. the angle you're working on. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just like it's just the double standard that is just slapping me in my face. Was just like raw. Guys are almost called misogynists and bigots and stuff like that when we, when we when we're like, oh, like whatever, expecting a certain something or commenting around looks and stuff. But it almost seems like a double standard when yeah. girls do it. I think times. Uh, I think it's it's really interesting that Tinder isn't. Yeah, they're they're very they're very forward in what they what they're doing you you see a picture and based on the picture you decide whether or not you're going to potentially sleep with this person or not so it's i i think in the confines of their rules since everything is based on what i can see mm. then i get where they're coming from okay okay so let's 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 take it away from things let's like just make it like a normal like dating site um so you so like you see the profile send a couple messages back and forth, have a good rapport. Say, hey, let's meet up. Meet up. You get there. You got one leg. For me, this is my thing with the internet in general and why I don't believe per se in making friends on Twitter or making friends <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> I never have. <laughs> that said... Guys, now you know why some of your tweets have been ignored. Um. <laughs> that said, I know people that have formed successful, meaningful relationships or friendships on Twitter. Um, Nancy, a uh, friend of the podcast, is one of them. Like some of her friends, some of her closer friends, she met on Twitter, and I had this conversation with her once, and it was like, yeah, you, know, you just you talk, and it's cool. You meet up, and it's cool. But what we see on social media is very rarely the the ultimate truth. Like coming with one leg is is at one extreme of it, but I think everything that we're seeing on social media is curated, it's yeah, edited. But, yeah, but I feel like there's, there's a difference between using the filter and giving yourself an extra leg. Not necessarily, I mean, <laughs> okay, <laughs> if, I, I don't know, I don't know, because what if they lost their leg the day before? Like, then why, how are they meeting <laughs> you the day after? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I just came out of the hospital. The, the, point, the point I'm making is, I'm still social media in general, like, again, like I said, this is extreme and, if you're if you're creating profiles or you're you know you're using pictures from way back when you had two legs and now you don't, Mud. it's <laughs> Mud. <laughs> it's, Mud. it's misleading. But Man, you know. so you're catfishing with your own pictures. Yeah, yeah. So like, so like the question is, is is, that, is like a disability something you should be upfront about, or is that something that should just come up in conversation when when you meet the person face to face? I can't say because I I haven't got I have if I had one arm, would if I came to see, would I immediately say? By the way, I've got one arm. I think I would see you've got one arm. <laughs> You'd, yeah, but then if it doesn't affect our interaction, okay, no, okay, but let's why say why should I have to bring? Let's say out? I was like, oh, RPR, oh, I, I need some help carrying some stuff. And you're like, yeah, I'll come and help you. <laughs> then you come with the one arm. There's ways to do it. No, you know what? Yeah, I've seen some pictures of guys with one arms that are like shredded. Yeah, they, there's a harness. Like I saw this shredded one body lifter, disabled body lifter. He has a harness that he puts on mm. his. And the stump of his yeah. other arm, and he uses that to do like pull ups and to do um, rows and stuff. Okay, so if it was you that was, that, that was disabled, would you be upfront with your disability, or would you just let it be surprised for people who? <laughs> <laughs> if it was me, what's a surprise? What 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 I put on social media? What I put on 
um, all these digital services is um, it's it's my truth. So I don't curate stuff like that. And so if I if I had a disability and it was part of and I wanted to put a picture up, I don't see why I would hide it. I actively don't like like hiding stuff. So that's that's me. You know, but I just think in Tinder it's very superficial because it's very physical and it's yeah. all about yeah. the physical things. Yeah. So I get that, but then that speaks to a deeper issue, which is why are you so vain? You know that. And the difference between being vain and having a problem with someone missing the Because I, th- I think like they um, for the most part, and g- listeners like correct me if I'm wrong. For the most part, when someone's swiping right or swiping left on Tinder. It's predominantly to do with attraction. It's only to do with physical attraction. You don't swipe okay. right on a thing because you think they'll have a great personality. Let's take away the, the whole Tinder no, thing. No, no, what, 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 what I'm trying to okay. say. So if your initial thoughts around a person is around attraction and person hasn't got an arm, that could be a physical turnoff. And so without recognizing that, this person has an impediment or has a disability that I wasn't aware of. You could come there expecting this turn on that you, you had envisioned only to go, uh, um, I don't know how to handle this situation. I came here with this in mind. I don't, this is awkward for me now, so um, bye. And then you will end up just seeming like some any whatever. Well, you might be fine with that. You might be fine with that. Or if the person has like got a facial disfigurement um, due to a burn or scarring or whatever. Again, I don't quite know how you're sliding right and meeting up with someone Makeup. who you haven't seen their face or they might have had an old picture of them. Probably, I don't quite know yeah. how, but it's just like, yeah. So it's very superficial. It's very. I, I, I think there's a bigger issue there with that, with the fact that there are Tinder facilitates us being very shallow. Yeah. And it's all about physical mm. connections. Like it's not. It's that's all there is to it, and that's that's a problem in and of itself that needs to be addressed before we talk about whether or not you need to, you know, put on your profile that I don't have one arm. (laughs) I think, like, it's very difficult to um, be disabled in any form and to be judged just by that. Like, that is the sum total of who you are. And I think I can understand why people would want to get past that to actually get you to meet them first Mm. to see if you could actually like me for me rather than just be so focused Mm. on the fact that I have a burn or one arm or whatever that you don't even bother to or you just I I would actually say I'd say to that maybe use a better website like eHarmony or Christian. Yeah, potentially. But I mean disabled (laughs) people have needs too, like they're not some, some of them trying to get get some <laughs> too fair i read uh tiffany haddish's book um i love tiffany the only the, the last, last black, black unicorn and she was talking about how some of the best sex she's had was with a disabled person there you go <laughs> so she talks a lot about that disabled person actually in her <laughs> sketches as well but like yeah so i just think um for other things. and as a as somebody who in my past life used to catfish people on the internet yeah when i was younger i didn't put pictures of myself on the internet because i thought that was stupid Mm. so i used to use other people's pictures right other people's pictures other people because that's dangerous (laughs) 
not older people, just other people. Like get you into an acorn situation. <laughs> and partly was um I wanted to see if people would like my personality, give my personality a chance, right? Mm. And I think if you are dealing with a disability, you are probably aware that people just don't have time for your life. And it is a struggle to meet people. So I think if they met them and they like they felt like they'd been hoodwinked because oh my gosh you've got burn, I'd be more interested into how you got the burn. Like mm. tell me the story. Even even if you're not gonna further on the relationship or whatever, mm. enjoy the time in it. Don't just be like oh it was a waste because like I went there like and he had a burn across the whole. But then would time. you be on Tinder? I wouldn't personally be on Tinder, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Okay, let's change up the, the, the like situation a bit. What what if you knew that you were you were unable to have children? So let's like, say if you're a woman, you're I don't know how to fall with it, but if if you're problems a guy, with your womb or your ovaries, if you're a guy, you're shooting blanks. Um, that sounded so insensitive to those that would be struggling with such a serious issue. But that's the term for it. No, that's the slang for it. <laughs> so what's the other term? Yeah, imp- impotent, but that sounds harsh. No, no, impotence when you can't like get an erection, isn't it? Yeah, you can't oh. get it out. Okay. Anyway, go on. Yeah, so if you can't have kids, so infertile. Infertile. Mm-hmm. Shooting blanks is better. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you for the correct. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so like in, in that kind of situation, how 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 quickly do you think you should disclose that information to well, someone? I think once it starts getting serious, and you know. You wouldn't tell your any, everyone that you meet for your first date exactly. every secret about you. You just wouldn't. You know, you wouldn't tell them everything about you because you'd get to know each other. That's what the process is for. So I think as soon as it starts getting serious, um, well, I think I mentioned on the podcast a good thing that we had in our um, uh, counseling before we got married was, you know, we got to a point where they were like, you should have, you should have had these conversations, but if not, this time and it was fairly early on. You should start having these conversations. Do you know if there are any issues? If there aren't any issues, there are these tests that we recommend everyone goes to take. Um, so I went to do a couple of tests, uh, Hep B, uh, um, AIDS, all of that. I got tested for do you have AIDS. I do not have AIDS. <laughs> um, and I wasn't even worried about it. Uh, but yeah, because those, those are things I think as soon as it starts getting serious, you should disclose because those are things that could affect the other person. Um, but then how serious is serious? So this is when I think maybe I want to get married to you. And that's serious. And ideally, you shouldn't be spending too long to get to that point. Okay. In a Christian relationship. Mm. Or in a pure relationship. Okay, okay. So what about... Wait, everyone's not giving their opinion. Okay, what is this? Um, <coughs> surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, <don't get> <laughs> so cold. <laughs> No, Imagine no. if you get married and and then you let and, and let other person believe it's their fault that you got to have children. Oh. <laughs> no, but let that, the thing is, yeah, if you get to the point where you've been trying for a while and you can't have kids, both of you are going to get I'm tested. Not well. like if you're in an African household. And then it's a woman's fault. It's a woman's fault. <laughs> it's a woman's fault. Straight. Why will you not give my husband children? <coughs> Your husband children. The mom will be like, go and marry another wife. Bring her into the marital home. Oh, and I'll show your wife if she doesn't perform, she will take her place. How many Nigerian movies is that the plot for? <laughs> <laughs> Mate. Um 
Yeah, do you know what? In a Christian context, I definitely say, like, openness. As soon as you get to the point where you're like, yo, this this is who I want to be with. Um, total honesty. You know, I would even say in the ideal situation, you guys would know each other before you even get to that position of, not that you're going to be telling your friends, ah, oh, I can't have kids, I'm impotent. Like, not that you're going to be doing it, but it's like, in my situation, Jamelia knew I had a daughter before. <laughs> I was going to say you're impotent. <laughs> That would have been a redundant statement. <laughs> to me, they already knew no, that. There's no need for that question. Mate, I got proof. I got, I got, I got two proofs. <laughs> Carry on. Amelia and Leia. Carry on. No, but you had Leia with Jamelia. Yeah. So that's a further proof. No, but I was saying when you guys... Oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> when did you have Leia, mate? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a case of she already knew that situation. but And she already knew the situation around that situation. So not only did she know that I had a child, but she knew how the situation was there, mm. um, which is healthy. And obviously, as we started to um, pursue marriage more in- intentionally, then I disclosed a lot more. Like she got a, a much more greater taste as to what was happening in that situation. Mm. Um, so yeah, ideally, if you're in, depending on what it is, if you're in a friendship, there will be, there might be space for that to be disclosed. Yeah. If you, if if it's not something that can be disclosed, as you're transitioning from friendship into, let's see if this is going to work. Then yeah, you almost need to put your cards on the table and be like, yo, this this is it. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a Christian situation, anyways. Yeah. Carrying on with this whole Christian theme. What do you do? It's fucking like such a pagan. <laughs> this, this whole Christian theme. Um, so, um, let's say you're you're in a relationship with someone, both Christians, and then like you start to feel like you don't believe anymore. Like, how long should you, should you, should you allow that to go on before you tell your partner? Actually, I think I'm having second thoughts about this whole Christian thing. Do you know what? Yeah, um, I think I can talk from experience. Mm. Um, because I went through a period where I was just like, I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, and Jamila and myself, we we like to see how how each other are doing. We like to have conversation. Our communication is is good, and I'm really thankful for that. And so I was open and honest. Like as soon as I started feeling, I was like, babes, pray for me, because this this is generally how I'm feeling. Um, I'm still wrestling, I'm still praying through it, but there's a lot of stuff happening that I'm just like, I'm struggling to believe that, I'm just, yeah, I'm just struggling to believe. Um, so I think it's beneficial to do it earlier on. Um, was this before or after you got married? After. So if it had been before, would you have put like marriage thoughts on um on hold for a bit or do you think you would have still still pushed through even if you were still having doubts about faith i think personally i think i would have put it on pause um if we had like dates and everything set then i would have put it on pause if we hadn't had dates set then i wouldn't i'll just say let's just continue because we haven't got dates set um i think it's a real it it says uh, it says a lot when as a couple you are able to go through a lot of madness um 
it strengthens you. And especially madness around, I don't believe in Jesus or I'm struggling to believe in Jesus. Like the foundation it is not, it, it shouldn't necessarily be um, the end of the relationship. Um, because as Paul says, if you're with an unbelieving partner, like don't leave them simply because they're unbelieving, but stay with them. And it very well might be that through your actions, you might be able to convert that person back. So there's room for that. Um, there might be situations in which you're like, you know what, um, I want someone who can lead me spiritually, blah, 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 this and that, from the woman's perspective. Um, and from the man's perspective, I, want, I don't want someone who's going to undermine my faith and whatever, this and that. So you, you agree that, all right, let's split. But yeah, I think for me, it was very encouraging. It was very reassuring to have a wife who was praying for me and who was walking with me through this situation. Um, and I think it would that would be ben, would have been beneficial even before we got married, and that would have strengthened my resolve to even be with her in a sense of like you've seen me through me almost losing faith, and you stuck by me, yeah. you prayed prayed with me through blah 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 this and that, and it's like for me it just shows character. Uh, I think an important thing to know is what. Well, in in a in in a Christian sense, we we encourage relationships should be, they sh- it shouldn't just be when a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship. It shouldn't just be we're going on dates or sometimes we struggle with kissing or whatever. It should be you're you're, you're doing life together. You're doing life you know as closer than just friends. So I would I would expect that maybe the first person you even confess it to would be the person you're in a relationship to, and uh, you know it's someone that you're doing life with. Um, you know, they they'd be the ones you'd go to with with something like that. I think. I mm. agree. Yeah. I think there was a silent. I agree from Jamelia. Oh shame! Because I didn't agree. register anything on the recorder. I agree. Yeah. Okay, maybe one last quick situation. So let's say you're thinking of going into, or let's say you've been like, um, let's say you're Robert. Mm. Okay, let's say you're Robert. Then what happens? Yeah, tell me the situation, but we're going to pretend we're you. Oh. If you're Robert and then the babes is losing <laughs> faith, it depends on how hot she is. That determines whether or not Flirt he stays. You know? You mad, know? mad, <laughs> mad, mad. You have to believe, you know, I can save you, babe. I can save you. I'm so done. <laughs> if you're not that fire, it's like, hmm, well. <laughs> Plenty more fish in the sea. Be <laughs> <laughs> not unequally yoked. <laughs> Okay, so let's say you're like thinking about going into ministry, but there are maybe certain things from your past that might crop up mm. as to like why you might not be the best person. So like, so let's say you you wanna like go into like children's ministry, mm. but there are there've been some like, well, you got a sex tape or something, something, or something like that, or like you've there, there've been like questionable things around you and children in the past. Hey, like how long in that process of you becoming like a youth minister sh- should 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 you allowed to? go before you tell them about what actually this is what happened this is something that's happened in the past I think that you should know about if there's questionable things between you and children you should be DBS checked you should not be running that's the thing yeah yeah. so I mean this country is good in that it has checks like that Mm -hmm, it has mm -hmm. a DBS check that will will check but don't you think but no but but like in like a church setting isn't there um, that argument that everyone is redeemable yes there's also wisdom there's and there's also, also safeguards safeguards yeah because then you're not abiding by the law of the land I think you're not allowed to work with kids if you are on any sort of register ever, ever again I think so I think so yeah 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 but you're allowed to have kids you can have them yeah 
Yeah. So I think there, you know, at least in this country, I can give the easy answer of saying, well, we're abiding by the law of the land in not allowing. Um, yeah. They're, they're uh, yeah. working as a, youth, uh, speaking from a youth workers position, like every single person who we have joined the team is, is DBS checked before they even come in. And if there's a case of, rah, like, you tried to turn Michael Jackson on this, this, on like, this, Relax this on that. <laughs> Relax on that. The boy <laughs> came out and said it wasn't true. Oh, sir? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Money boy came out and said it wasn't true. Oh, sir? Relax on that. Okay. Say no, and I think but I think, take a I black think man down. <laughs> well, <laughs> was he black? A formerly black man. <laughs> I think um, there's a lot of churches that don't follow procedure properly. Yeah. If we're being honest, your staff are DBS checked because that's a church of England church <laughs> my, my church is DBS checked I'm not saying that there are so have you been DBS checked yeah swear yeah did you but come up clean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of these exposure <laughs> questions they didn't find nah but what I'm saying is I wiped it clean there's a lot of churches where they'll just be like oh you're good with children and they'll just put you in charge of Sunday school. yeah so although and I think for some churches, their safeguarding is poor. Like, it's impoverished. It's malnourished. It needs feeding. So, um, in terms of personal conviction, if you know that you're dodgy, yeah, stay away from the shit. Stay away from them. I think a lot of people in ministry that are having issues should be open about those to protect the saints because a lot mm. of people get hurt because yeah. of people in power doing yeah. things they shouldn't and we do. have to be mindful that the devil only uses the things we already lost for mm. um, so knowing that that's been an issue and now you're putting yourself in a situation mm. where you are like oof no yeah, I, I think it's, yeah. it's like it's that that situation that topic has led to so much hurt within the church um, especially like in the Catholic church um <laughs> I'm not involved. Where where it's like, so there was a documentary about one priest who was struggling with it, and like the family families didn't know, and one family actually allowed him to stay in their house mm. with their young daughter. Hey, and later on, the father found out that dude like the girl be in the room in the in their in their house just abusing their daughter, and. The guy lost, fit, like, he, he just turned his back on the faith. He didn't want anything to do with God, religion, the Catholic Church. Um, and the guy was like, yo, if I catch this priest, yeah. Hmm, he's finished. And I, I think it's a responsibility for everyone to be vigilant to safeguard children hmm. and young people. And it, when you do safeguard and responsibility, like training, they say, the first thing they say is safeguarding is everybody's responsibility, regardless of your position. Um, one time I worked in a, a pupil referral unit and one of the staff, we went on a, we were taking them somewhere and he had this girl on his lap on the bus. And I looked at him. Hmm. I looked at her. I told her to get up in it. And he was like, no, 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 it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> he said, no, it's cool. Fun. <laughs> I was like, it's not cool. Um, but apart from that incident, I thought he was a cool guy in it. Mm. But I still felt like I had a duty to report it. Mm. So I did. And he got sacked. And then mm. he blames me. And I was like, well, you were inappropriate. Fam, so. you're, you're a pagan. 
Um, How old was the little girl? She was like 13. That's not a little girl. <laughs> well, she's still a little girl. She's a teenager. That's a... That's 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 a that's a, that's a potential pregnancy. She's she's. Oh yeah, well yeah, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? In a thirteen-year-old sitting on a man's lap. Yes. Either the man's getting kicked or that girl's getting kicked. <laughs> my my daughter's definitely getting kicked, but depending on the severity, that man could get kicked as well. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So boundaries and just um. <laughs> P.S. Race you got stuck. And I was having a conversation today actually um about the amount of people that have been wrongly uh, abused through church mm. in different ways not mm. not just physical um and i think it's something we need to be mindful of because churches tend to not talk about it mm. Mm. but it happens and people yeah. are broken and suffering mm. so. yeah, yeah. Mm. that was a bit of a debbie downer yeah, yeah it was it was <laughs> it's a bit of a sad note yeah well, let's finish on a high note then. Okay. Uh, anyone, anyone have a high note? C. Sorry. Um, <laughs> maybe I should finish ending the story. So, I learned today that when you were younger. No, 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 no. This was this week. <laughs> I learned the power of the Scotch bonnet. This week. The pepper. Yeah. You just learned the oh, power no, 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 of the no, no, Scotch no, no, bonnet. When I say I learned the power, <laughs> I learned, let me tell you the story. So, so my mom said, "Yo, blend, blend some Scotch bonnets in it." I was like, all right, cool. So I was chopping, 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 putting the blender. Da, 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 da. Cool, it was done. And then um, you touched the eye. Fam, it wasn't the eye that I touched. <laughs> 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 it wasn't the eye that I touched. <laughs> what did you touch? Fam. <laughs> and he <laughs> <laughs> didn't even say anything. And Fam. If you understand the pain, <laughs> well, I, I was I was sitting under the tap in the bath <laughs> for a good twenty minutes just Robert, pour water. Robert, water. <laughs> you want to tell the listeners what you touched because I think they might be confused at this point. How soon did, in did the you, relationship? Did you say pee pee? Pardon? What? What did you? Oh no! So no no so so um, <laughs> I don't know where I, um I got this habit from. But I, I think it's it's, it's it's just like like a guy thing, like just 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 like putting your hands to start your trousers. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. It's a it's a South London thing. Where are you from? I grew up in Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> I, grew up, I grew up in Anfield in Ghana. But yeah. So like, so, so like, I wasn't I wasn't scratching or anything, but I just happened to find myself down there. And then I'm like, I'm like, yo, what's this heat? What's this sensation? <laughs> are you dumb? And bruv. But, but I, I tried to fan it. It wasn't working. Fan it, you know. Man was burning like he had an um, STI. Oh. I had to get the peas. I had to get the peas from the freezer, put it down. No one's eating that. Oh, and I threw it away afterwards. Yeah, I threw it away afterwards. It was, so I just sat in the bath, just spraying water for a good 20 minutes. <laughs> and so at least I know to never not wash my hands again after playing oh. with the <laughs> it reminds me when I was in uni there was this one guy I was talking about um, he went to a bathroom one time and the cubicle beside him he just heard zoop ah <laughs> ah ah <laughs> 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 he was finished zoop he walked out and he was like bro what are you used to it like that <laughs> oh my god oh my god I can't handle this <laughs> uh. 
fam, I was supposed to go. No, I, it was on Thursday, and like I was supposed to have worship practice. I was. I, I almost cancelled worship practice. I was like, guys, I don't think I'm going to make it. Guys, I'm not in the spirit today. <laughs> Luckily, everything was all right after twenty minutes. Oh wow! Good thing. Ah. So like so like so, so, so it's like all those like um those those like threats when 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 mum was like fam I'll put ginger up your bum if you if you don't behave I understand now that that's <laughs> that's a real threat <laughs> never again <sighs> but yeah uh, nah, 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 that's a nice happy note to end on shout out uh, to Rude for the intro outro music Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at the Furnace UK. Email us at tbsfurnace.hotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacksmith's Furnace, no apostrophe, on all good podcast websites, Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. Um, I think it's everything. Oh, no, um, I've got a shout out. So, Stephanie, who you won't know because Peter corrupted that episode. Um, Shade. Well, it was a good episode. We're talking about. We need to we need to run that back, man. We it was really good. We're talking about back. sex toys and. I didn't corrupt it. I didn't have good backup. Wait, wait, that we're talking about sex toys. Sex. I didn't corrupt it. <laughs> <laughs> sex toys, food, and all of that good stuff. But um, yeah, so Stephanie was 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 one of the people who were there, and she's having a poetry showcase on the sixteenth of June, which is a Saturday, between oh, four and birthday. eight. Pardon? No, my mom's birthday. That's oh, that's happy birthday to Peter's mum. In advance. In advance. Yeah. It's called the Mood Room. It'll be have it'll be taking place from four to eight in the Unicorn Bar in Peckham. <coughs> Fine, we're talking about sex toys in the Mood Room, the Unicorn Bar. It's going down. <laughs> but yeah, so, so 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 I think they'll be um, talking about. So there'll be people performing. There'll be talks. I think one of the things she wants to talk about is um, the themes. What the differences in themes of poetry between men and women. Which I think mm. will be quite interesting, mm-hmm. and yeah, so it should be a good time. If you're free, come down. Yeah, um, I'm still waiting on the poster from her. When she comes, I'll give it to Peter. He can put it up. Yep. Any freak from anyone else? Uh, shout out to Ade um, from last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentioned we've got some. He's got some friends in China who listen to the podcast and really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, sure. So shout out to. As in, they to listened to that episode yeah. or listen in general. They've listened to that episode. Okay. And potentially all gone to listen to other episodes but they really enjoyed that yeah. episode can you get access to soundcloud in china haven't they like banned the internet i don't i don't think so no i know they've got a curated internet i don't know if soundcloud is something that they i'm sure it's something that they can't get yeah, access because, to because like, but then there are lots of people that go yeah, yeah like, like when um, henry went the there she had to get like a proxy to like yeah, to access yeah, sites yeah. and stuff yeah but lo- lots of people are doing that yeah to mm. get around the government restrictions well Shout out to Ade, shout out to his Chinese friends. Blah, blah. <laughs> Is the Echo book still available? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, you can purchase at Echo's anthology from writersandscribes.org forward slash shop. Um, there are poets, 11 poets that um, performed at Reverb in there. It's a really good book. And all money goes towards our community projects with homeless people. So, yeah, get one. Peter support that, support that, support that. Listen to the bars, read the bars. bars. Anyway, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blow. Broken.